In life, we have two choices, to experience or to exist. Every week, each of us makes that choice. To either seek a better way to live or to get by. Walk alongside me each week on the Strive, Seek, Find podcast as we continue to seek our own brilliant future. In Game of Thrones, Cersei informed poor, soon-to-be-dead, dead Stark, you win or you die, there's no middle ground. Cersei, that doesn't sound like it's going to work out for 99% of us. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm your host, Chance Whitmore. Welcome to the first episode of 2022. When did that happen? I feel like 2021 was a challenge stacked upon other challenges. And with those came opportunities, and I'm grateful for them. But that's for another day. Today, my opportunity comes in the form of a pivot. I finished last week with a clear idea of where I was going to take the podcast this week. I had a famous idiom based on a historical event that I was going to relate to changing habits. Eventually, I still may. But as I reviewed the history behind the idiom, and more importantly, how it's currently being written about in leadership blogs all over the place, it made me want to go in a different direction. Now let's get started. Of course, we should probably start with the basics. Now, this is what most of us, at least those of us on the North American continent, probably got either in elementary school or early middle school. Along the lines of, in 1519, Herman Cortez invaded Mexico with the intent to colonize, convert, and enrich his country. Which, by 1524, he had done. He allied with tribes and had taken down the hated Aztecs. And the story would continue. Afterwards, gold flowed to the Spanish coffers, ensuring Spain's status as a superpower moving forward. For our purposes today, this general understanding is enough. We don't need to get deep or examine how Mr. Cortez was a mutineer, his brutality to indigenous peoples, his raging entitled ego, or even how he died, which led to his body being juggled across two continents. Instead, let's think about how he, begin quote, burned his ships, end quote. The legend goes something like this. In 1519, after arriving in Mexico, Cortes burned his ships so that his men would understand that this was a win-or-die situation before they marched bravely off into history. It's a brilliant image that today we would call it cinematic, which of course makes it suspect. And despite the fact it's not true, it's believed he scuttled his ships, but that lacks the romance of a good burning along the coastline. What's amusing to me is that over the last week as I reviewed the history to work through the choices and decisions analogy I started with, I found page after page of leadership articles referencing this as the way to lead or how to make your business better by shifting your procedures by burning your ships on your old ones. In other words, a quick pivot. It hits me wrong. It starts with the obvious message of, there's no way back. Thousands of miles from support, in hostile territory. Again, there's no way back. It's easy to imagine 
if it wasn't for the darkness of their purpose, that you could see a Braveheart-style Mel Gibson speech coming out of this. The hero, backlit, as the flames artistically flare around him. Cortez promising victory or a death as the cheering mass of soldiers stand ready and the sniveling opposition that forced this righteous move shrink in the face of this righteous truth. Let's be honest, the truth was probably much darker. The message remains simple, win or die. It's more fun than when Cersei said it in Game of Thrones because the stakes were fictional. To me, it showed that Cortez probably questioned the loyalty of his troops to begin with. So now take your team, your troops, your employees. In 99% of settings, it seems to me adopting a win-or-die attitude in this way feels counterproductive to long-term success. This approach doesn't build up trust-based leadership, except perhaps trusting that your leader will sacrifice you as a pawn to reach the goal. And I don't know if you've seen a lot of people who go for this style of leadership today. Even when people have the information, they tend to question. This style seems to put the average employee in a situation where self-protection is more important than collaboration. Operating in fear with no escape plan is no way to live. Look out for yourself easily becomes the mindset when you don't feel like the people in charge are looking out for your own best interest. To put it another way, you're more likely to work well with a boss that is looking out for your best interest than one who you believe is willing to cut your throat for a stock option. It's the leader's job to get the whole job done. And a part of that job is taking care of your people as best you can so that you can do the job. I always put it as people before things. I struggle with this idea of the point of no return. The burn your boats approach to making sure you move things. Because oftentimes that's a thing before people's approach. And that reduces your long-term chance of success. Because you're going to lose your people in your pursuit of the things. So personally, I would think long and hard before burning those boats as a method of leadership if there's any other way. Because your team may eventually need them. Hey, if you're not paying attention, even this latest variant, Hello Delta, surges across the country and is already seemingly beginning to retreat in South Africa. And if we're holding to what happened the last time around, we can hope that three years we're working towards something a little less fatal, which Delta seems to be even while being more contagious. So the question becomes, what does the post-pandemic world look like? We obviously don't really know yet, but the conversations have started. If we're not reading and involving ourselves, both at the local and national level, we're missing out on an opportunity to steer the situation beyond just being told what to do by a wide variety of special interest. I've linked to one article on the subject, both on my link tree and at chancewhitmore.com. Shoutouts. Shout out to Brian for the kind words in his recent review of the podcast. Much appreciated, Brian. Worth mentioning. Every so often you find an article that leaves your mind completely blown. Today's article from the Futurism introduced me to the theory that the universe may be a learning neural network. In other words, 
According to the article, according to scientists, the laws of physics may be changing. A paper called The Autodidactic Universe has been submitted that it is possible that the universe is weirder than even scientists have previously imagined. They have posited that over time, the universe is learning and that the so-called immutable laws of physics may slowly be changing. It's an early theory, but it's a fascinating concept that could eventually change the way we view the physical universe. And that alone makes it worth mentioning. And that concludes this edition of Strive, Seek, Find. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode or would just like to support the podcast, here are a few ways you can do it. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It will help bring more listeners to the podcast. If that isn't your style, you can buy me a coffee or purchase some merch. Links are in the podcast description. Finally, if you have ideas or feedback, please reach out to the Strive, Seek, Find page on Facebook or to at ChanceWhitmore5 on Twitter. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great day.